Thank you for joining us today at Watkinsville. And this is Pastor Carlos Sibley, pastor here. And I want to take just a moment to thank you for listening to the messages. I hope they're helpful. I hope they're encouraging. I want to tell you also about something new that we're doing as a church, and that is a monthly podcast. We're calling that It's All About Life. It's an attempt for us to say more about what's going on in the life of our church. I hope that you find it helpful to connect you more to the life of Watkinsville. I also want you to know that the sermons that you've been listening to at this location will move to that channel, and you can search that by looking up It's All About Life. Uh, the podcast will be there each month as well as the sermons each week from our services that take place on our church property. So thank you for being a part of what God's doing here, and I hope this continues to be helpful for you in the weeks ahead. I can already tell I'm not going to have much of a voice left by the time this day's over and we get to sing those songs the next uh, uh services after this and then um, we're not done singing yet so we're going to sing again before we leave Lord willing I want to ask you to open your Bibles today to Galatians chapter 6 this is our first winter uh, to uh, be in a 830 service and uh, so we're we're getting a taste of uh, what it's like at, uh, to, to come on a a little bit of a colder kind of day, and I thank you for being here. It's good to be in the room with you. Um, our Bible's open to Galatians chapter 6. We are now in our eighth day of our 21 days of prayer. We began last Sunday with looking at God's Word on what it means to love one another, and the uh, teaching over these three weeks is that the way we love one another is fulfilled in how we relate to one another and obey all of these different one another statements in Scripture. And we're taking a one another statement from the New Testament and letting that be our assignment for the day to pray through, to, to have our focus on and to in, invite Jesus to show us how he uh, has lived that, how he lives that in relationship and looking in our own life to see where we fall short in our relationships with others and then uh, make some corrections to live it out, to, to flesh that out in our everyday life. We have taken this week and prayed through uh, loving one another, honoring one another, uh, what it means to live in harmony with one another, to welcome one another, greet one another, comfort one another, agree with one another. And today, our focus is on bearing the burdens of one another. Um, I want to invite you to be a part of our 6.15 a.m. prayer times. Uh, the... Uh, we meet in the chapel. There's been a hundred plus of, of us meeting there. There's room for you. There's time for you. If you haven't been able to join up until this point, start tomorrow morning. We meet in the chapel, 6.15. We're done before 7. You can slip out if you need to due to 
work or some other scheduling issue. And we, we, if, if weather becomes an issue, I'll just say this in the room, that we'll follow. If schools delay, uh, we won't meet. If schools uh, dismiss or, or cancel, we won't meet. But as long as the roads are clear, uh, we'll be here at 6.15 to pray each morning. Uh, there's teenagers, there are college students, there are adults of all ages. And I uh, want to encourage you to be a part of that. If you can't get there... Uh, schedule it at home or, or on your drive or, or wherever you need to be at 6.15. So we just know together that we are starting the day focused on whatever the one another statement is for that day. Now I want to read um, a verse to you that we're focused on today, just a single verse. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It's short enough to read again. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bow with me. Let's pray for just a moment. Father, I bow before you as we begin to focus on this verse. Thank you for the truth of the songs that we have already sung how great is your love Jesus you you bear the burdens you have you have done work to bear our heaviest burden and we thank you today for your life for your death for your burial for your resurrection we say to you today that we're looking forward to your return. Thank you for your word that instructs us. Thank you that you've not left us guessing. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who quickens us and gives us strength and power for living out your word, your commandments. Would you today work in each of our hearts, in our in our church corporately, in this room right now, at this hour, you know what needs to happen at this time right now and so we we lay this verse before you the message Lord you put in my heart let it be delivered in the way that you want it delivered let us hear what you want heard and I pray that we would be quick to obey not just right now but on through the week as this verse is lived out so uh, we, we love you and we need you we want to hear from you Spirit of God and Jesus we're praying in your name amen on Wednesday of this coming week, Wednesday afternoon to be specific, uh, 1.30 Wednesday afternoon to be more specific, uh, in line with our church constitution and bylaws, I will sit down with three men in our church for an annual pastoral evaluation. I'd love for us to stop and pray for a few minutes about kind of kidding, you know, just checking on you, all right? And, uh, and uh, but uh, I, I don't I don't take it lightly. It's important, and I've thought about it a lot since it was placed on the schedule. And then I think about sitting down in that evaluation, and I keep asking myself this question over the past year as the pastor of Watkinsville First Baptist: Have I fulfilled 
the expectations of the God who called me and the church who chose me to be their pastor. And I'm thinking about that evaluation. I'm thinking about that conversation that's coming up and whether or not I have fulfilled those expectations. If we might sit down with three persons today, if we had opportunity to sit down with God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit for an evaluation, what would he say to this question? Carlos, have you fulfilled in everyday life the expectations of the one who has called you and who has chosen you to be his child? You sit down for that evaluation today. Let's think about that. Ask yourself. Ask uh, that, that question in, in the presence of God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Have I fulfilled your expectations for my life? You chose me. You called me. You saved me. You've made me your child. And am I living up to the expectations that you have in being that person well Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 speaks of fulfilling the expectations of God the Father the Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit he says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ that word fulfill there it, it has in the translation of the ESV and so fulfill it is uh, trying to communicate to us that it's this ongoing action of filling something up, filling up the expectations of completing, of doing, of carrying out what it is that is the law or the command of Christ. How do we fulfill the law of Christ? Well, according to this verse, it's, it's straightforward. The way we fulfill the law of Christ is to bear one another's burdens. To bear the burdens of one another. Let's get that verse in, this, in the context that it's in. It's a single verse this morning, but it's in the context of six chapters of a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church at Galatia and there was a there was activity going on in the audience if you go all the way back to chapter one you'll see that Paul was burdened broken-hearted that it seemed that the believers in Galatia were hearing a new gospel a different gospel and he says people are coming in and they're changing what our message was to you and what they were changing was that they were taking a salvation by faith alone and they were adding law and works back to it and saying, yeah, okay, with Jesus, but make sure you keep this law and keep this law and keep this law. And the only way you're really going to be righteous before God is if you check the box on all of these laws, if you keep all of these commands. And so the book of Galatians deals with the law. The book of Galatians also deals with love. It is in this verse, where in, this in this book, this letter, where it's restated again that the law of Christ is to love our neighbor. And it speaks about what love is and how God has loved us. And then it speaks of life, life in the Holy Spirit. In chapter 5, he begins to talk about uh, 
how Christ has set us free and keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. And he shows the difference in chapter 5 between just ritualistic, religious keeping of the law and then living in step with the Holy Spirit. And the book of Galatians teaches us that we are justified by faith, not by keeping the law. We are justified not by works, but by what Jesus Christ has done in saving us. So a letter that's about law and love and life in the Holy Spirit. He says, well, you look at that verse, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law comes up again. What was the law of Christ? The law of Christ is taught to us in Matthew 22 where Jesus said the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and the second of these is to love your neighbor as yourself the law of Christ is John 13 where Jesus said a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you and so we see that when that verse when the writing of Paul says you you want the whole law in a, in a phrase, you want the whole law in a verse, here's the law of Christ. Here's the expectation of Christ. It's that you love one another. Love as he loved. Now, we can't walk away and just take the word love and just define it any way we want to. The same Bible that teaches us that to fulfill the law of Christ is the love is the same Bible that teaches us what that love is. And, and when you, you, you read through God's word, you begin to see in these one another statements, that's what the love of Christ is talking about. When we look this morning, we're seeing that specifically to bear one another's burdens is to fulfill Jesus Christ's command to love others as ourself. Well, how do we, uh, how do we love in this way? How, how do we uh, live this out? When you think about the Spirit of God working in us, in Galatians chapter 5, it says that the fruit of the Spirit, and it lists seven of those, and, and you, nine of those. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and what's the very first one? Love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But the life of the Spirit begins with love. We see that loving others is a work of the Spirit in our heart, but it becomes very practical when you attach them to um, these one another statements in scripture it's not just theory that we talk about it's not just theology and doctrine that we talk about but our theology and our doctrine of our faith is fleshed out in the way we relate to one another last week when we talked about love we said that love is the evidence of our salvation it's the expectation of the word love is the expression of the gospel of Christ I want to answer this question today. How do we love? We love by bearing one another's burdens. Three statements I want to make about bearing one another's burdens. First of all, we have a mission. We have a mission. God gives us his word today, and he's giving 
to you a mission. You sit here today and you say, it's the first of the year. I don't know what to do. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a teenager here. How do, I just, how do I live for Jesus this week? How do I live for Jesus today? Right here. Here's a mission. We have a mission. When he says, bear one another's burdens. You look at the Greek language there. It's what you call an imperative. It means here's something to do. Here's a command to keep. Here's a, a rule to live by. Here's an action to carry out. And so we see that our mission as a believer in Christ, one who's justified by faith, not working to be saved, but our works that flow out of being saved, the command that he gives to us, the imperative that he gives to us, he says, do this, bear somebody else's burden. What is a burden? A Greek word is baros, B-A-R-O-S. Just to I spell that, just to give you kind of the pronunciate, pronunciation, uh, baros. And it, it's a word that it means a heavy weight, a heavy weight. It was used to describe a stone that would be required to carry for a, a long distance over a long time. And the word is used here by the Apostle Paul to describe burdens. It's like he's saying, bear one another's heavy weight. Bear one another's heavy stones. Bear, help carry. The, the word bear there means to, to carry, to pick up and, and lift over a time of, of um, duration. It, it speaks of endurance. And when we think of burdens and carrying burdens, it's not necessarily negative. You may hear that word. I, I think usually that's where I go. I so, say, well, this is, uh, today's stuff was just such a burden. And you think almost immediately, negative, bad, awful. But it doesn't, it's not always that way. A lot of times it's just the normal seasons of life. And in the normal seasons of life, some of those seasons are harder winters than others, figuratively. And there are times where things weigh on us. Those, that's the phrase that we use. And it, it just weighs on us. We have that proverbial pinch in the neck just following us around all the time. The, the, the weight is there. It represents a pressure. It would be described as you look at somebody else's life and you say, they're just going through a time right now where they have so much on them. It would be you describing your life. Hey, tell me what's going on. And you would, you would say, well, it's just, I'm just carrying a lot right now. You see it in people's eyes. You can see it in the wrinkles on their face. You can see it in their countenance. It's the things that make life hard. It's the things that make life heavy. It's the things that can drain us. It's in things that are burdens in a lot of different categories. Physical burdens. Emotional burdens. Relational weights. Spiritual burdens. And he's saying to bear those things, carry those things for one another. Who are our one another's? Let's not fall asleep on that. I have it in my notes this way. I just drew a stick man. If you're taking notes this morning, I 
love it when you do that and if you're if you just drew a little stick man there and uh, you, you got the circle and you got the spike coming down the middle and arms and feet and 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 just think about you just standing there as that stick person and 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 just lines off of it where are your relationships where does your life touch on my stick man here I just I, I drew some answers to that and and you think for for many of you it's school or university it's where you're in class it's where you're getting your education. You have relationships there. Many of you are a part of a club or a team or a group. It may be a church group or it may be a community group. Part of a club, a team, you're in relationship there. Other places that our life touches is with our family. You have family back home or you have family in town or you have family in your house, your kids or your spouse, your relatives. You have work. You have relationships in your work. You have a neighborhood that you live in. You have a church that you're a part of. All of those areas bring into play this idea, this picture of our one another. These are our neighbors. These are people that we relate to on a daily basis. And he's saying that in these relationships, for us to love like Christ has instructed us to love, we will carry the weight of what they're carrying we will lift burdens for them so bear carry lift one another's burdens what does it require to bear a burden what does it require to fulfill this mission what will it take for you and me today what will it take for our church i pray this morning with our deacons let's, let's let this be the testimony of our church that's a place, if you're a part of that family, the testimony of that place is you won't do life alone. You'll be among a group of people that are carrying the burdens of one another together. They are lightening the load that a person has in their life. Well, what's required to bear a burden? Number one, willingness. Willingness. Like a, a conscientious decision that you would say with your heart and your life I'm willing I'm willing to carry some things that others are going through I'm willing to help lighten the load I'm willing to step in I'm willing to act I'm willing and I would I would just ask you right now just before the spirit of God Lord do I have a willing heart they have a willing heart. Number two is awareness. Awareness. First of all, if you sit here today and, and your hands wanted to go up several times and you're just thinking, that's me. I'm in that season. Uh, there is a baros on me. There is a heavy weight on me this morning. I say that one of the ways that your burdens can be lifted by others is for you to be willing to expose your need and you know what keeps us from making others aware yeah, the load is overwhelming us is pride and we, we, we maybe don't want others to see that we can't carry it by ourselves. we don't want others to know that 
we, we, we can't get it done alone. The next verse here speaks to that. Verse 3 says, For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. There, there's, a, there's a speaking here to, in, the, in the context of bearing one another's burdens that pride can be an enemy for us. But not only do we need to be willing and vulnerable to let somebody else know what our needs are, what our weight, weights are. You see that in loving relationships in a family. You, you want to hear from your kids what they're dealing with, what they're carrying. But for us, we have to turn our eyes from where to where to be able to carry the loads of others. We have to turn our eyes from ourselves and look toward the lives of others and weigh and consider and listen for and see what somebody else is carrying. And the way we are able to fulfill bearing the burdens of one another is we need awareness. We need, number three, intentionality intentionality it's it's us saying I've got a mission and the mission doesn't happen by me just being passive the the mission doesn't happen for me just to be reactive well if somebody wrecks in front of me or somebody runs out of gas in front of me if it happens right here where I can't miss it it, intentionality we have a mission bear the burdens of one another it's a commandment and so with intentionality we we look we're on the prowl Uh, we're 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 love in action in motion we're saying where is it where 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 can I put the love of Christ to work there's intentionality and fourth there's action you do it we do it we 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 move beyond talking about it. We move beyond noticing it. We, we, we move beyond just hearing about it. There's action. We, we, we do something. And number five, and I believe the most critical, practical way that we bear the burdens of one another is that um, we need willingness, awareness, intentionality, action, and we need margin. We need margin. And maybe, I don't know how important everything is that I'll say this morning, but I I know that this is so critical for us in our life today. We, we We allow, or the enemy creates so much busyness in our life and such tight, jam packed schedules of demands that we're trying to accomplish and we can get so focused on what we've got to get done to take care of our cart, we don't have any margin in our mind, in our calendar, in our clock, or in our bank account to bear the burdens of one another. And I, and I want to exhort you this morning to create margin in your budget to help meet burdens and cares of others. To create margin in the budget of your day, in the budget of your time, in the budget of your calendar to say, there may be a need that comes up. 
Lord, I'm just putting time in here in my day, in my week. To, if, if there's, a, if there's a, a place there where you could use me to lift the burden of somebody else, Lord, help me to have divinely, divinely created margin. Now, how do these five things happen in our life? I believe they happen through prayer, through submissive prayer, because it's a fruit of the Spirit. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. And day by day by day, we say, Lord, help me today to be willing and aware and intentional and active and have margin in my day to be able to bear the burdens of others. Lord, I want to love you. I want to fulfill this mission. We have a mission. Number two, we have a model. We have a model. What does it look like? What does it look like to bear the burdens of others? We have New Testament models. The, the church in Acts was known for bearing the burdens of one another. The, the summary verses, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, you probably know them by heart. The description of the New Testament church, you know enough about those passages that it describes a local church in the book of Acts as a place where people's needs were being met by who? One another. One another. And, and, and there was this fellowship that allowed for awareness and a willingness that allowed for, even in chapter 4, the use of proceeds from the selling of a piece of land to meet the needs. We have New Testament believers that model it for us. Listen to 2 Corinthians, back a few pages, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Verses 5 through 7. The Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 5. For even when we came into Macedonia, our bodies had no rest. That's really practical. Our bodies had no rest. But we were afflicted at every turn. Fighting without and fear within. Paul said, our load was heavy. But God, who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus and not only by his coming but also by the comfort with which he was comforted by you as he told us of your longing your mourning your zeal for me so that I rejoiced still more the model of a church who sent Titus a people who sent Titus a, a person named Titus who Bore the, burden, bore the burden of the Apostle Paul. Philippians chapter 4. Listen to these verses. Philippians chapter 4. The church at Philippi. Verse 14. Paul writing to the church at Philippi. Philippians 4 verse 14. Yet it, yet it was kind of you. It was kind of you to share my trouble. That's a picture of Bearing the burdens of one another to share someone's trouble. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. We, we have a model. And the glorious thing is that you're sitting in a church this morning where you have models all around you. If you're kind of kicking the tires on church world again, I want, to, I want to tell you that a New Testament church functioning according to the Word of God is the one and only hope for the world. It is. It's not the government. 
No, there are times where government helps. It's not some new philosophy. It's not some new drug. The hope of the world is a New Testament church that lives out and fleshes out the, the, the commands of Scripture. And this is one of those practical ways that we, uh, we, we live this out and are surrounded by people who, as believers, model this bearing of the burdens for one another. The, the vivid picture I have in my mind is a description that my wife Carla gave of her mom. And, and always Miss Wilson to me. Miss Wilson, Carla would say about her mom, she said, I saw it over and over again. In her house, the phone would ring, and while she was on the phone, she would walk to the oven and hit preheat. And that was the picture. Over and over and over again. The call came in, the need was there, and the oven was turned on. And that was the way that she would bear the burdens of one another. Um, as we walked through those days of Lat Hurd's sickness and his death, I heard Linda say at the end of that week, I've never felt so loved. His, 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 his wife would say, I've never felt so loved. Lat would say to me over and over again, Pastor, let me tell you about my small group. And he'd say it with, a, I think, a holy pride. If there is such a thing. He'd just he'd throw his head up and say, let me tell you about my group, my small group. Let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you what those men did. Let me tell you what they came over here and did. And, 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 and 21 days of prayer. A man comes to me before we start the first day of, of 21 days of prayer and he said hey Pastor Carlos just want to tell you I'll be here early every morning to get the lights on and the doors open and I'll lock up after everybody leaves I got it next 21 days you know what that did to me it lifted a load it lifted a load when, when, when our daughter Cheney two years old and Carla was expecting our fifth child, Wilson. Cheney was two, Carla was late in her pregnancy. Cheney broke her femur, she fell in the kitchen on a Sunday morning, snapped her leg. And, um, and we, we, I go back to that day now, 20 years ago, and what I remember is, is the way we survived those days with a coming birth of a fifth child and a, and a baby in a body cast was people who said, hey, hey, Carl, I'm going to come by and get your laundry. I'm going to take it to my house, and I'm going to iron it. I'm going to iron your clothes for you. And, and knock after knock, day after day, week after week, food being brought to our door. What was happening? Church family bearing the burdens of one another. Many of you are in the foster care system you have foster care groups. What's happening in those foster care groups? People are coming alongside you, allowing you to do the heavy lifting of foster care, but you're not doing it alone. Community is so needed. If you're not in a small group, I'm telling you, this is the way your burdens will be lifted, to get in fellowship with other believers so that you can carry the load and they can carry your load 
and we can bear the burdens of one another. Last thing, we have a message. These practical burdens, these practical burdens that we're bearing for one another are motivated by our message of life. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 21 through 24 tells us that, that Christ came and he bore the burden. Listen to it. It says in verse, in verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you've been healed. Jesus Christ has lifted our heaviest weight, the weight of sin, a debt we couldn't pay, a power we couldn't break. And, and Jesus came and he rolled our sins away. He lifted our sins away. He, he lifted our burdens. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming. Oh, glorious day. Buried, he carried my sins far away. It's a picture of his sacrifice, of how he died to self and he bore our heaviest burden. And when we bear the burdens of one another, we are proclaiming and we're living out the message of the gospel. It's our motivation. I can do this in the life of others because the Son of God has carried the heaviest weight I ever bore. Now, today, Caleb comes and the team, we're going to sing again about what Jesus has done. I believe if we grasp fully and powerfully what Jesus has done for us, the overflow will be us doing these one another things. We'll love one another. We'll bear the burdens of one another as we celebrate what Jesus has done. Imagine today. Just put your Bibles up. Look this way. Imagine today... You walk through the gym and it's full. It's January. But you look in the room and there's 25 benches. There's these bench presses there. And 25 people are on the bench with a bar and you notice something there. And you realize that all 25 of those bench presses have weight on the bar and the bar's on their chest. Their face is red. Their back is bowed. And their feet's coming up off the floor. And you look. And you say, man, they're in trouble. What are you going to do? Do we walk on by and say, I got work to do. I got my own exercise. Or do we walk over to that bar and we just lean over them. We put a hand on it. And we lift a little. And just by lifting a little, what happens? that weight comes on up and they've lived another day I tell you what they, when they get off that bench and they catch their breath they're going to grab you and hug you and say thank you I almost died here and you're living among people today friends that's got a bar on their chest and their legs are kicking and you and I have a message of the gospel to go to the world and we can bear one another's burdens let's love Christ in that way Let's stand together. Let's sing.
Let's celebrate what Jesus has done.